Welcome to Pull the Pin Ready, a place where average veterans come to share their opinions on the world we live in. We can't guarantee you're gonna like our opinions. But we promise we're gonna enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim. I'm Mike. And I'm Brian. That's Brian, yes. <laughs> Let's That's pull Brian. the pin. <laughs> All right. That natural pause. Yep, that's it. <laughs> How's it going, Brian? Outstanding. That's good. That's good. Yeah, welcome back, Brian. Thanks. Thanks. So, what's on your mind today, Brian? Not much. Not much. All that's right. Been all Thanks, everyone, for joining the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, not much we can share about not much, but that wasn't much. <laughs> all right. So, we want to talk about something that's pretty, uh, pretty common or, or becoming more common. Uh, in the, the veterans community, maybe even military community. I don't want to say veterans because it's not not fair to the people serving right now. But uh, yeah. it's this mental stuff that's happening um, all over. You know, you call it PTSD, whatever. I don't like PTSD because that whole disorder thing is is not good. But the post-traumatic stress, whatever you want to call it, you know, yeah. and all the mental issues that come along with it. So how do you feel about that? First of all, do you think it's pretty common? Or is this exaggerated? What What do you think? Well, I don't think I'm the one to say whether it's exaggerated or whether it's obviously there's something going on with the you know I mean you can see it around us with the veterans that are that are struggling. Um, I don't maybe, know the bit. Go ahead. I would say maybe I walked you into that because I don't really think it's exaggerated, but yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, man. It's 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 a tough one. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of veterans out there that are struggling. You know what I mean? And, and as far as uh, you know, I I I've I've been in treatment myself, and you know, there's some guys that can't beat it. You know what I mean? Whether it's addiction, you know, secondary to the PTSD, or whether you know, and and I think it's a big big subject because you're not just talking about combat PTSD. You know, you guys in the military, some guys in the military tried to join the military to get away from what they were going through as a, as a kid. He's growing up and, you know, that, that struggle alone can have PTSD. Then you, then you exaggerate it by going to combat and, and experiencing life-changing events or, or traumatic events. And then now you've got a double dose of it. Then you, then you get out of that community and these guys start to struggle, you know, and I was one of them myself, you know, I, I everything was great in the military because I had a purpose. I had a, I, I wore a uniform. I, I took pride in what I did, but then you, you get out of the military, you lose that purpose. You lose that, that, that belonging and that, and that, that camaraderie. And you, you're now you're trying to find yourself again. Like you were before you joined the military, like, dang, okay, I, now I found myself. Now I'm going to get out. I think I'm going to do all these great things because I did well with a structured environment. And then I get out and it's like, Oh, wow. It ain't that easy. You know, it's, it's, it, you're not getting a pat on the back. You're not getting a, promotion you're not getting uh you know uh you're not getting all those little things that that, that come with the military in, in the structure mike i would say uh i think it's more prevalent than we know when i took had my exam for that and then i was uh diagnosed if you will uh the way i was i was like oh just listen to some of the questions and I, I know a lot of guys who would have answered differently and i'm like wow these guys might have it and they don't even know 
you know, once again, you know, you're talking about being either a former soldier or active duty soldier. Now, we, there's a lot of pride there. No one wants to be labeled with, uh, like you said earlier, Jim, a disorder. So I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, I think a lot of people have it right now. And uh, I know you corrected the exaggerated comment, but I think it's like I said, I think it's more out there than we know. Well, yeah, I, I, let me let me clarify, because, yeah, that was kind of not really a setup. I didn't mean that. I, I just had a lack of better words. But I my opinions on PTSD is I think it's it's very common. And I think Brian was touching on that is that look around us. The whole world is cracked up. I mean, what who doesn't come from a, a, a dysfunctional family or some sort of, you know, something that happens to them, no matter what it is. I just think military have the unique uh, ability um, to be forced into those scenarios that most people don't see or want to see. Another thing like me and Mike can talk about is, is law enforcement. I mean, it's, it's very common to see things in law enforcement, even like, you know, in these shootings, like if you have to actually take the life of another person and you don't think that's going to have some mental impact on, on you, then you must be soulless. I mean, it's just that simple. So I think it's very common uh, it just comes in different forms. And I think it hits harder to professions that have to deal with things that most normal people don't see in their lifetime. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I can agree with that because I think, um, especially like since you brought the law enforcement piece in there, and it's similar to what uh, uh, our soldiers are going through and sailors if they do anything. Seaman. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the seamen, um, seamen. <laughs> I can't even say that without smiling. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, we've all in the military, our military, um, we've all gone through certain things, and. I wish it didn't take an event for people to to, uh, be evaluated. I think it should be something like annual, maybe. So so like uh, after someone deploys or like in law enforcement, after you have an incident, you have to go through, you know, a psychologist or whatever. Right. But Mike, Mike. uh, after deployment, go ahead. No. Yeah. But so maybe. What about in, in the police department? Isn't it kind of frowned upon? Isn't doesn't that uh, culture not really allow for anybody to really vent or or, or seek help? I, you know what I'm saying? Just no. Like, I think oh. that's a no, no, no. I agree 100. percent But I think that's old school. Okay. Like new school is more accepted, you know. Like over time, it's just hey, that's just hey. Now you got if something happens, your your um your partners they'll tell you hey, you, you know you got to go uh, get looked at, man. Yeah, it's mandatory now. Yeah, it, and they'll, they'll even tell you that. Yep. Yeah, they'll even tell you like hey, man, it helps. Yeah. Or you'll have the ones that say, hey, man, just go in there and answer this question this way. This way, yeah, you'll be out of there in no time. But but you know think what about. I mean? Think about the average person like, you know, if, for example, you do like a scenario where your childhood is is full of PTSD, you know, reasons, you know, or in my case scenario, losing a spouse, you know, I mean, that that's traumatic. I mean, that's life changing stuff that, you know, will send you places that you don't ever want to be. You know, how do those people get help? I mean, right. in the military, we're starting to be more aware of it. We're starting to get more help. So how does it, how does, well, we can talk about both. How does the military get help? And then how do regular people get help? I think, uh, first of all, you have to want help. I think uh, you have to know you need help, maybe. And you have to be, like in the military, you have to, that leadership and that camaraderie. 
you know, that's something that uh, Brian was speaking on earlier, that camaraderie. Whereas if Brian's going through something, I'm his battle, you know, I'm going to be right there. Hey, man, you might want to go get checked out. And if he doesn't, if he's still acting a certain way, the leadership forces him. I hate to use that word, but yeah, they order him to go get looked at. And it's just, now on the civilian side, uh, you really don't always have that camaraderie unless it's in some type of profession, if you will, like uh, law enforcement. You kind know, military. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's harder to me when you talk about that uh, traumatic events. You know, because. In some areas of this country, you know, uh, what's traumatic to us is like everyday occurrence. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, even, so. even in other countries, cultures like that, we, we've spoken yeah. about that. Like, yeah. you know, where we see a dead body, the first thing we do is cover it because that's a yeah. traumatic experience that, that Americans don't want to see. Right. It, it could damage them. But even like in, I remember in Saudi Arabia, car gets into an accident. If the guy's dead, they just leave him on the side of the road till somebody can come pick him up later. Right. It's right. just done. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm just like, wow, culturally that was acceptable. And, mm-hmm. you know, in some countries, people just die on the side of the road and people just ignore it. Yeah. You know, so and it's that, not, it's not that's the same. one thing. That's one thing that I've really I've really tried to understand myself, too, is because, you know, overseas, you see things and you're like, wow, that didn't even phase this guy. Like this guy yeah. it didn't even phase him emotionally to see, you know, some of the incidents that I've seen. It's like, wow, that didn't even phase him. That was just another day in Afghanistan. And it was like, and it's like, wow. So that's what I'm curious about too, is, is like, it's just, I don't know. And do they, they, they probably do suffer. We just don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other, right. But that's, uh, that's not getting help though. Right. You think that's going to manifest later on? Oh, sure. I, I think it can. Yeah. So, I think it can. And probably more often than not. So, so we, we recognize PTSD is out there. It's out there pr- prominently. It's very obvious in military because of the, the the, you know, the incidents, the occurrences, the, all the stuff you're forced into, law enforcement, but regular people, all that. So really, why I want to get through is if it's so much out there, what do we really need to do to help these people? Well, I can tell you right now that the, the, the VA has noticed a link between people that are enrolled, just enrolled. I'm not saying seeking services, but just have access to VA, VA health care has shown a decrease in in in, in uh suicides. And I'm, I, I hope I'm quoting this right, but just being linked up. So they're really trying to push veterans just to, even if they, they don't need services at the time to be able to link up with VA and get enrolled in VA healthcare. And just, just so that they have that option. Cause I don't think a lot of guys don't even realize that they qualify for it. So I think the first step would be is making sure that veterans that qualify for VA benefits are, are, are in the system and, and know that they can get help at a VA facility. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to get to what help is. And the reason I'm bringing this up, because I had the privilege not too long ago um, to sit down with a it's kind of a life coach. You know, you know, it's kind of the the fluffy way of saying counselor these days, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's actually a published author. You know, if you haven't read this book here by uh, Mr. Titus, uh, it's actually an interesting book. I actually got to sit down with him for about an hour and uh, I was quite impressed. Well, let me correct that. He gave me an hour but it took two hours because I've got a thick head. Um, but he, he gave me, you know, kind of an outlook of what he does and how he helps people. And I have to tell you, um, between his counseling and even the book, you know, the book that he made here, um, there's a lot of good information. I think it was all great. Uh, it was very you know, intuitive. But I think you can, the, the soldiers and people can get information anywhere. So the counseling itself was helpful because I think it's people, you know, uh, the problem I have is usually the cost of these counselings t- 
tend to be very high. And now I know anyone can argue that, well, if it's worth it, you know, you do it, but not everybody can afford to go in for, for this kind of stuff. And, and I think this stuff can work, but yeah. I do believe that just reading information, none of that's going to work. It, it's going to take human contact. It's going to take something like that. And I don't want to make this too long, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll tie it to the military and give you a perfect example. Number one, you, you spend all your childhood first before I get the military part. You spend all your childhood learning how to be who you are from your parents, right? Or any other influences. So you're reinforcing behaviors based on what you see. Now, what does the army do? The army brings you in. I'm sorry, I can't speak for all branches. It's probably the same, but they bring you in. They force you to live in a place and they give you what, at least eight weeks, I think was the minimum six to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And they break you down and build you up right there. You cannot escape. So you're getting 24 seven retraining and it's effective. That's why they do it. So if this is a solution to change people's behavior, modify their thinking, to make them American patriots willing to die for their country, why wouldn't this be a good solution for people? Maybe not a practical one, but it would be a good solution. So what do you, you think? you talking about just for the general public? I'm, I'm talking about in general, in, in all yeah. of it. You know, I mean, I guess because soldiers can use it too. Yeah, I mean, you. That, and once again, like Brian said, a paramilitary, you have the same thing. So, but just for the general public, it won't work because you don't have that control. Control of where they, when they go to eat. Control of when. What they if sleep. there was a way? If there was a way to take people oh. and put them in a community, put them in a village, put them in some—I don't want to say institution—but if there's a way, would that? Yeah, work? yeah, uh, yes and no, because now, <laughs> no, no, no. I say it will work because it's been proven, right, guys? Come on, right? And I say no because then you have the uh, uh, the rebels out there who say, "Well, what are you building? What are you building? What like what kind of society are you actually building?" It's called a cult, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. They have those. It fulfills every need, and you have a purpose. And the next thing you know, you're butt naked. With <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know how that ends. Uh, oh, but, we but immersion do. works, right? Immersion works. <laughs> Or you drink some poison and go to the spaceship. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so is there is there a lesser way or a more controlled way or a more helpful way where you can immerse people in there yes. without turning them into, you know, a I, I, well, defender? What I can say is is that like for me it, it was it was getting connected. It was it was I was struggling on my own. Not on my own, but I was struggling, ruining people's around me lives, everybody's, you know. The drinking, the, 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 you know, just all the, the things that you can think go wrong. But the problem was, is I was disconnected. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that community, but there is organizations like the PTSD Foundation America who take veterans like myself and get you back in that environment. It's a peer to peer program and you, 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 you you dig deep, man. You dig deep, and you have brothers there that you can trust, and you and you, you you build that camaraderie again. And you go, okay, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where it's at. I think it's 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 veterans reaching veterans, and right. and I, I I think that's a big part of it. And there is a lot of veterans out there doing it. Well, and I think one of the other things you pointed on, like Mr. Titus uh, talks about in the Master Within here in his book, he mentions uh, you have to break something to build it. 
And even if it's a bad habit or a bad, you know, perception or something, something has to be broken. And I think what, what the challenge is, is most of people who have the PTSD or dealing with the struggles, they're not able to break it. Mm. So that's why I think that there needs to be more interaction, you know, communities, something to, to help these people break the thing they're not able to break and then help mm. build them up. But nobody, no, it doesn't matter how many people you put on somebody that's struggling. If they don't want to change, they're not going to change. The hope is that they have enough encounters over time and that the interest, you know, the compound effect of like, okay, and then back in it and back in it. Eventually, I mean, I don't know what the average, you know, rehabs for an addict would be. It's no different. It's, 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 you're right. But you can do it. You can do it yourself. You can do it to an extent. You get what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, nobody can make somebody get sober. Nobody can make somebody feel good at the end of the day. They can help perpetuate it, but they're not going to make it 100%. It has to come within. Yeah. And I think you, you touched on it also when you talk about, you're looking at it from a rehab standpoint. The first step is always acknowledgement. Absolutely. You've got to want it, it, but that doesn't mean you can fix it just because you want it. Right. Sure you can. I don't believe that. That that sounds crazy. Think of what you just said. What did you just say? If you want it, you want it to change, but yet you keep going back to the same routines you keep doing. Okay. So then I guess, okay, you're saying then you don't want it bad enough. Well, obviously something, something in that equation is amiss. That's all. It doesn't mean you don't want it. There's something in that equation that needs to change. So, so if somebody wakes up in the morning and, and recognizes their life is, is, is not what they want it to be. Uh, they can make a decision. I don't want it to be this way, or I do want it to be this way. You're telling me just by making the decision, I don't want it to be this no. way. I can change it. Because yes, I if want you're taking it. action, there has to be some action involved. Right. But how do you take that action? Depends on what it is. I mean, what do you, what do you want? You, you want more friends? Well, you got to get out and got to meet people. If you want, you want to stay sober? Well, you, you got to pick up a drink. You know what I mean? Right. So if you don't want to be in PTSD, you got to pick up your wand and say, no more PTSD. Right. No, not at all. There's, you have, that's what I'm saying is, is like, it's, I get what you're saying, but, ah, this is a tough one. (laughs) No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I I understand both of your points though. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Because here's the, here's the problem. You, you like motivational stuff, right? Okay. That motivational stuff will last probably you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's so minimal. It, it lasts for a short amount of time. But if you had a choice on listening to something, a negative media, negative something, or something positive, something empowering, somebody that's somebody that struggled and, and, and succeeded at something that maybe you're, you're on that same path, it's probably better to listen to that. You know what I mean? You're probably, you're, if you indulge your, if you indulge yourself into positive things, it can help you through those things. I'm not saying it's a miracle and there's no positive thinking that gets you to where you want. It's going to take action and, and, and the knowledge. Yes. But you have to be, you have to be willing at the same time. You can't just say, Oh, oh, I want it, but I just can't change this habit. I'm not disagreeing with, with that in principle, but if that was that easy and that true, we would all be walking around like Ken and Barbie doll. Because if we all wanted to look like this and look like that and act like this and act like that, all we'd have to do is take that action and get there. But well, we no, 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 no. Now, the action that he's, I, I don't mean to speak for Brian, but this is what, from what he said, this is what I get from it. The action would be going to those meetings. The action would, like, if you say you want to, you want help. I, I don't want to live like this anymore, whether, you know, so the action would be what? Going to seek out a group. 
Sure, sure, but that's yeah. just because you took an action doesn't mean you're going to get the result. That's the pro. That's the, that's yeah. the problem. I mean, oh. that's the. <laughs> I don't think Sorry. anyone's saying that. I don't. I don't think that's what's but being that's said. But that's not a solution. Then it's not. A, it's a start, but it's not a solution. It's a start of a solution, or it's a start yeah. a place to start, but it's not the solution. That's what I'm right. saying. Is I think that's where we keep disconnecting. Is I understand what he's saying because nothing is going to work unless I do something. Like if I don't get out of bed in the morning, I'm never going to get out of bed. Like that doesn't make any, it any easier, but just because I get out of bed because I don't want to lay in bed, doesn't mean I'm gonna get out of bed and have a great day because then it's the next step. Then it's the next step, the next step. But you're not, that's life. Life is suffering. Life is difficulties. And that's what separates the greats from the, from the average, from the people. I'm not saying that those people are better people. They're, they're still valuable people. They're right. still valuable Christians. They're still valuable in society, mother, father, son, whatever. But that's what separates the, 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 that's what separates you from, from others is, are you willing to, it's like a bodybuilder. Let's take a bodybuilder example. Anybody can go out to the gym and say, well, they want to get big, but there's also other steps you have to do. You have to sacrifice and you have to make sure that you're sleeping. You have to make sure there's so many things to the equation, but where do you want to be on that scale is up to you. So, you have, in the United States, you have that freedom. Right. I, I just want to make sure we get that right. I mean, I want to make sure we can look in the camera and tell all the veterans um, that's suffering from PTSD and all the people who've been, you know, they're molested or whatever they went through as a child, that all they have to do is do it and they'll be out of it. So we have a, a, an entire population of people who just don't do so what things. You, so, what's, so what's your solution? You want to sit here and tell people... You're well, fucked. No, no, my do. solution, I, I thought I pretty much gave, I thought I gave my solution <laughs> in the beginning of the show about the community, about the, the basic training. We have the solution. It's people, it's churches, it's, it's groups, it's people. It, it's up to us to take these people in and to, to take that want that you're talking about, to let them take the first step and then see them through the second step or carry them to the second step and say, no, you keep taking the step. Because even in, in Titus's great book here, I, I looked at the, the, the thank you section in the end and, and it clearly said in there, I thank all these people for making this happen. He didn't just take one step and all of a sudden a book was created. That's not how it happened. He had people in his life. He so thanked they, no, them. no, 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 no. But see, yeah, I think, you keep ahead. referring back to the people. I, th that, that is one aspect of it. But if you don't, if you have people and no discipline, it's a vital people aspect. are going to start disappearing real fast. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah. It has to be somewhat reciprocal. Yeah, I don't agree that. with that. I don't yeah, agree with I that. Think, I think you guys are talking like uh, it's kind of like you're talking about the same thing from start to finish. But from what I'm getting here, Jim is talking about uh, the community accepting someone once they do what Brian's talking about. The actual individual takes action to go get help. Right. You get what I'm, I'm saying? saying the, the community aspect is vital. It's not just you have to will it and want it. If you don't have the community to support, because I'll bring it back to the house. What if this was your child? Yeah, but it's the same thing. If they didn't thing, want Joe. it, are you just going to do nothing? You're just going to say, you well, do nothing. And, and when you're ready, then I'll help you. Like yeah, uh, your child, are you just going to let them sit in their room and be depressed? Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is a tough one because I, I, I get it. But that's, yeah, mm. it's, it's, it's. 
the, I mean, it's easy to tell somebody else you don't know or somebody you're disconnected from, dude, get off your butt and be, you know, be the man you're supposed to be. It's easy to do that. But if it's somebody you care about and you clearly see that they're not making that decision, what do you do? Find new friends. <laughs> you build a village, I think. You, you build a village. You Start have to- a cult and you find, you find some desperate people. <laughs> That need to find a purpose. But make sure it's a, it's a cult that you're in charge of so you get all yes. the perks and benefits. So you're that dirty dude on top. And you don't have to take all the poison. You get to start the next phase with new people. Yeah. 10 wives, 20 wives, whatever. You know right, I mean? right. 500 kids. But can they happen together? I think it's essential. They have to happen together. Yeah, so they're not mutually exclusive. No, I don't think, either, no, I don't think you can force somebody to want to be, get better. Like Brian to Brian's point, I don't mm -hmm. think I can force them. But if I'm showing an effort, it might make them click and say, hey, these people care. What I believe in my mind is not true. You might convince them that what they're thinking is self-sabotage because it's not true. It's disproving something they probably already believe. Nobody cares. I'm useless in the world. I'm this, I'm that. You know, it's it's all the things he talked about when he got out of the military. When you right. have people giving you that, I it may it help you make that decision. I think it takes a special person to be that person that keeps grabbing those veterans and, 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 and leading them to the resources that they need. You know what I mean? That takes sure. a certain kind of person because like you're saying, I'm, I, it, it's, it's tough because it's, it, it's not always, it's not always instant gratification. Like we are in today's society where we can buy a, a, a you know, whatever a new car on loan and, and get it now and pay it later. I mean, that's the problem I think with society now. It, 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 I mean, my whole life, it's not like I, but I can see how we need things now. And I think that's, what's so difficult, especially in, especially in, in, in helping others is that it's going to take time and it's going to take falling on your face. It took me many times. It took me multiple rehabs. It took me, it took me multiple problems, you know, running. It, it just. Why did it take you multiple times? He didn't want it. I didn't want it bad enough because it's tough. Life, life is tough. And, and it's just, I don't know. You know, there's no. So would you say the community was there, but absolutely. you didn't, you didn't take the action. Okay. Absolutely. The community, the, when, when I was ready, the community was there. That's right. what I'm saying. And, and yeah. the problem is, is when you are feeling down and you don't feel like you're worthy and you don't, you don't follow through with your commitments and you start pushing people away, that community leaves. So it's hard to get back to that community, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is that if there's veterans out there that are, there are resources and there are people that care. No matter how jacked up you are or how bad you feel, there is veterans out there that will help you get the help you need. I'm, I'm telling you right now, PTSD Foundation America helped me build that community. That's how and I met him. PTSD Foundation of America. Yes. I mean, okay. that's our second plug in this show and we ain't getting paid by any of them. <laughs> I'm telling you, I believe in it because I'm telling you, that's what got me my community back. That's what made me feel, you know, part of something again, you know, mm. and, and, and you've got to have that community. You're right. Well, let me I, ask I, you I though, but I'm saying I could, I could have access to all that, but if I don't want it, I don't, and I don't have enough grit to, to, to get through it. It's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's not gonna save me. You know what I'm saying? You, you can only be, I don't know, man, this is a tough one. I should have read up on this first and had a, <laughs> you don't have to, if you went through it, Brian. <clears throat> Let it flow. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but there's some things it's like, it's tough to get out because it, it, I need to articulate myself better in the sense that 
I get what you're saying, but at the same time, we have to have our accountability and we have to have, of course, self, we have to have some kind of accountability and not say, poor me, poor me, poor me. But at the same time, yes, I understand that people are going to struggle and it's not going to be the first time. It's not going to be the sixth time, maybe the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time. I guess, I guess my, my problem is just like I said, when you're growing up, you know, if your mom taught you to, to, to pee with the toilet seat down, you know what I mean? Or, or up, whatever you do that, that creates a habit. So these people have ingrained habits. And even if they want to do something, it's like they're fighting against themselves. So it's not like to me, I, I get what you're saying, but it, it, it almost, when I hear it, it almost sounds like, Hey, idiot. The only reason you're in this place is because you want to be here. And I just don't think that's the truth. I think if you're being realistic, um, somehow you put yourself in this position and now you've created this loop in your head. And it's not easy to break that loop because you're the one that put it there. Well, no kidding. Look at America. Mm-hmm. How many people are obese in America? It, it, that's hey, no hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you're not obese. You're pleasing. We're talking about PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about PTSD. Let's keep it there, <clears throat> but, buddy. But you get what, I, what I'm saying is there's a good book called Biology of Desire. He talks about this. You know what I mean? The addiction process. And then. It's no different. You know what I mean? And, and, and like you're saying with the mental processes and stuff that go on, yes, they're very difficult to break. And if you look at the rat study, what do they do with these rats? They put them on drugs and then they put them in a little, a little, you know, they call it the, the rat, rat, whatever, where they, they have like little wheels and stuff to play and stuff. Well, they actually get off the drugs because they got a community. They got shit to do. You know what I mean? Mm. It's no different as human beings. So how are they breaking it? Because they community. wanted to? They're, they're having their, their community. Oh, so they have the community. Yes. They want help. The community is there to give help. Yeah. Same time. Right. You know? And part of the problem, though, is like Brian is saying, it doesn't always work that way. Because even if, if Brian experienced the same thing, he wanted help or he thought he wanted help. The community is there, but it didn't work. Well, he thinks in his mind he didn't want the help. Maybe that's true. But maybe also what could be true is his rejection of the community was part of his problem. Maybe he's literally rejecting the help because he thinks he doesn't deserve it. Well, it could be, could be. I don't think we can speak. I can't. I'm not speaking for him. I'm just. No, no, no. Just for one. I don't think it's just one thing. I think it's a variety of uh, reasons why it could be that uh, they don't know. Well, I'm giving the example. I'm giving the example why just saying I don't want this to be the way it is isn't going to work. Because you could wake up every day saying I don't want to think about this stuff and still think about that stuff. You know what I mean? Like these guys, some of these guys literally have nightmares, wake up nearly, you know, we heard that story. You know what I mean? Just do you think they want to do that? Like they don't. So how do they get help? How do we we have to have some way where they they can get help? Well, there's help out there, but they might not know about it. Exactly. And you know sure. what I like them? I I was I got admitted to the hospital. The 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 social worker was like, you're to Camp Hope. I was like, nope. She's like, do you want to go? I was like, absolutely. Something's right. got to get, something's got to change. And right. how did that happen? I don't know. I ended up at this one hospital, got admitted. She said, look, Camp Hope. Next thing you know, I'm on a plane to Camp Hope and I'm in a community. I'm around a bunch of veterans that have struggled or are struggling just like me. And you know what? You, you, you get in there, you dig deep, you talk about things you don't want to talk about. You talk about things that, you know, maybe you thought never really bothered you but maybe they do maybe deep down you have something that bothers you that, 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 that you lose that 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 i don't even know what it's called man <laughs> well, usually usually i think tony robbins says that people only respond 
under two circumstances, inspiration and desperation. Anywhere in the middle, you're just going to make excuses and status quo. Everything's going to be the same. So either somebody's going to come into your life and inspire you enough to cause that action that you're talking about, or you're going to be so desperate that you have to take action. Those are usually the two circumstances in people's life. Just like when people have, you know, the smoking and the cancer and, and they're like, holy cow, I got to quit smoking. You got to find out that. why. You got to find that why. Yeah. You got to find that why. Sure. If you don't have a why, it's all going to fade. Well, that's what the, the desperation is. You, you're going to die. You literally are faced with death or yeah. the worst, you know, case you can imagine. Well, and that's the problem and, with PTSD and, and substance abuse is literally it's that fight or flight thing. And you're overriding it by getting that drink, by using that substance to fill that because you have that anxiety. Right. Well, I, we think, know yeah, I think PTSD, well, it depends on what it is. And like you say, substance abuse, that, that uh, prevents us from finding that master within. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you're right. Like, okay. <laughs> And that's uh, that's definitely a good transition there. We can uh, <laughs> let's just summarize in our own opinions what 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 uh what we think could help or what people might need to do. Like uh, I'll just give you an idea by mine. I just wish that people in general would be more concerned and caring about other people and their scenarios that they would be more friendly, more open to people, not just call them dumb Biden voters or things like that. Sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. I don't mean to do that. Um, I really have compassion for you guys. Um, I just think we, we as people, not to sound like a hypocrite, you know, should be more uh, aware of other people's scenarios. And I think it's hard to do. I think it's just hard to do, but I think that's what we need to do, especially veterans, other veterans reach out. If you think you're having a hard time, there's other ones out there having just as hard as you reach out, get together. There's no reason veterans can't hang out and build a story or yeah, whatever. So what do you guys think? Yeah. What do you guys think? I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. Seek out those communities, seek out those resources like Brian was talking about earlier and um, just know you're not in it alone. You know, there's other vets out there, other people out there who've been through the same thing or like Jim said, even worse. And there's uh, a lot of people out there willing to help, able to help. Just seek them out. They're there for you. And if, if you're a combat veteran, look into PTSC Foundation Camp Hope. It's a great place. I'm telling you, I've been there. And uh, it's, it's a bunch of vet- combat veterans helping combat veterans. And that's an immersion. That's an immersion program. You live there. So that's going to be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's pull the pin on that there and uh, maybe pulling the pin on that. It's not a really good go for the PTSD people out there. I don't know. Um, Mm. Let's move on from that subject and go into our favorite segment, (laughs) which is also called pull the pin already. We're stuck in this one. So this is where we just bring up something that really disturbs us and uh, talk about it. Mike, would you like the uh, honor? Yeah, I'll go first, Jim. Um, you know, we were talking about PTSD and, you know, and we're talking about paramilitary groups and things of that nature, but I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Okay. I'm tired. I'm tired of going to these uh, supermarkets and I'm trying to look for a parking spot and they have parking spots taken up by these cart return uh whatever lanes that are empty no one uses them guys no one uses them <laughs> carts are all just, over in the other spots yeah so just take those out <laughs> let me park there 
And trust me, everything will be so much better. So every time I see one of those, I just want to pull the pin, throw it so I can park my vehicle there. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, Mike, I'm going to go next so Brian can have more time to think of his. Um, I'm going to stay close to the supermarket. I'm going to stay close to the supermarket. In fact, I'm going inside the supermarket and I'm going to reach mm. up on that shelf and grab me a loaf of bread. And I understand. I get it. I get it. But why do they still have the ends on the loaves of bread? Why? Who really uses them? I find myself using them just because I don't want to waste them. But they don't make great sandwiches. I mean, you can put peanut butter and jelly in there. It's a great sandwich. But just something about eating the whole crust part of your whole sandwich is just crust. It's, it's, it's not fun. There's nothing fun about it. Are you saving money? Are you saving time? Take those little ends off. Give them to charity, feed the birds, do something, but stop selling them to me. Please just make a loaf of bread without all the crust ends. I'm going to pull the pin on that. I like the ends, but okay. <laughs> Not a surprise. Boy, Brian. That's Mike's favorite part. Damn it. <laughs> Mikey likes everything. Yeah. That's near and dear to my heart, guys. Good old end of the loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what hey, you got, boys, Brian? I got one for you. <clears throat> for all you people out there that wear a fucking mask below your nose, just fucking take it off. All right? I, just take it off. Don't be a dick. That's just the fuck you. I'm going to wear it, but I'm not going to wear it. <laughs> okay? If you're not going to wear it, just don't wear it. If you're going to wear it, just keep it above your nose. All right? It's real simple. I don't know why everybody's... They just gotta, it's just that little... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just... I'm just going to do a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit, even though it's already on my face. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it below the nose. Hey, Brian, my friend wants to tell you something. Don't be rude. (laughs) (laughs) That is all the time we have for this episode. Until next time, Godspeed. And pull the pin. It's on. 